So ask that question again. So you want me to tell you about Tour de France? Good Okay. It, Tour de France is the best uh, professional riders. Mm. So it's around 150 of them. Mm-hmm. And it's a race in three weeks where there are probably two rest days, mm. I think. Yeah, two rest days, both a Monday. So it started on, a, on that Friday. I can't tell you the date now. Mm-hmm. And then finishes to, tomorrow on the Champs Elysees in Paris. Okay. Already, but today it was a historic day where 21 year old Pugacha mm-hmm. won the tour. He's going to wear the yellow jersey for the first time since the tour started mm-hmm. and the person who was wearing yellow today was like everyone thought Mogoti is going to be the winner of the tour because he's been wearing that jersey for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Remember, Tour de France works on a time. You understand? Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Works on what? Time. Okay. So, let's say today is stage one. Mm-hmm. In number one, five seconds. Mm. So, that means I'm five seconds in front of you. Okay. The next stage, tomorrow is second stage. Mm. I'm, I'm five, uh, so you you'll be wearing yellow, Amit, mm. because you're in front. Okay. The, then the next stage, you wearing yellow, mm-hmm. you'll be the target. Ne? Okay. Then I'm now I'm I'm I'm, I'm after you. Okay. When now already you know what? Hey, um, people are after me. Is either you do two, you do two things. Mm-hmm. Is either you increase that five second gap, mm-hmm. or you make sure Oti, you you maintain it, hang it. Okay. That's what you're going to do. Mina, I need to. Either reduce the deficit or take the yellow jersey from you. So what has been happening is this guy who was on yellow before this, uh, uh, this today's stage, which was a time trial, was always like 
either maintaining the deficit mm-hmm. or increasing it. So he had a 57 seconds advantage okay. over the second placed guy. So before before today, I need it was time a time trial. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought Guti he will just maintain that difference. He will make sure that he does not lose okay. too much time. And he he will be the last person to go out on a time trial. And a time trial you go on your own. And you can see what the others in front are doing. Mm. So he went last, but still, that second place person beat him with time try. So the ride by Pugacha, the 21 year old, mm. was one for the ages. Because everyone, I mean everyone, thought Oroklic will win Tour de France 2020. But it was not meant to be. Pugacha won it with an incredible, incredible time trial but it was when the time trial started that this guy is looking so good and Roglic looked a bit uh, untidy on his bike he's not really rocking and rolling like he's in top form but yeah was a, a tour that showed you will never be sure of a winner until the last, last, last stage has been won. So, but today it was, actually today is not the last stage, but tomorrow all the top runners will just Follow top yeah top side you sorry top cyclists will just be riding both of them until the final because it's just the final and then only the sprinters will will sprint you know what happens ne it all the France is a tough tough race you go climb mountains and all that. So what happens is most stage winners mm. will not win the tour itself. Oh. You understand why? Mm-mm. The reason is if you want to win a stage, you have to be, be so well prepared for that stage like you have to on the previous day you need to be in the back okay so you cannot always be in the front and think you're going to win a stage okay 
So, to win a state, you need to be prepared that you're not actually going to win the whole tour. So, those guys who, who win the tour, you will find maybe they will won, win only probably one or two stages. Mm. But stage winners will not actually win the whole tour itself. So what happens is a tour is, is the tour is categorized in different uh, climbs. So you'll find Guti there's a, a flat stage where sprinters will win. And then there are stages where climbers, only climbers will win. Mm-hmm. Then there are those who are right in the middle. Those who are right in the middle are the Tour de France winners who win the general classification, the GC. Sprinters will always struggle to be in the tour. Because also, with tour, there's... If it's like comrades, there's a cut. So you can't be, like, you can't be behind by 30 minutes. You understand? On the whole tour. So let's say in the second week, you are behind by 30 seconds, they take you out. Because the tour has so many climbs, sprinters, ne? Now, those are big. I need to know sprinters are bigger. In terms of? In, in, in terms of, yeah, their sizes. They are bigger, but they are powerful. They are short distance uh, 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 pedaling is quick. So, in the mountain, they struggle. Okay. So, you will find a, tour, a, a, a stage winner in the tour mm. might actually struggle to be even in the tour. You understand? Mm. Because he won the stage that was a bit flat and then struggled on the, on the climbs. So that's how the tour is. And it's interesting that only, only one black guy actually is in the tour, Oreza from France. I think the tour needs more black, more diversity. Even if we have not seen any Japanese, Chinese. Yeah. It's, wow, it's. That's case. Remember, this is a professional sport. So the teams want their names to be in the limelight. And if they think you're not going to make it, you won't be in the tower. So those the teams need to think really hard about Yes. But but still then again if you 
the body that controls cycling UCL mm. is serious about diversity. They need to seriously look themselves in the mirror and say, have they done enough to promote diversity in cycling? Because I don't think Uti, black people don't cycle. cycle and they're not good at it. Or I understand that those cyclists started cycling as young as five, but still five years old. Those cyclists have been cycling like for. But take take someone from take someone like Rockledge. He has not been cycling for long, but he has almost won the tour. He has been. I think it's it's five years, but he was a a skiing. He was skiing before. So it makes sense because uh, adjusting from skiing to cycling, I think it's much uh, easier. But then again, I think we need more diversity. And this does not look really look good on everyone who's involved in cycling. I would like to see more diversity in cycling. But the tour was amazing. Yes, yes it started... Okay, it, it, it started with Banal from Colombia, the winner of last year's tour, struggling. And most people said Uguti is... He had his uh, time on the sun, so he's, he was not motivated enough. And he complained that he had a back injury, and then he pulled out of the tour in the middle. Celeste. Yeah, he pulled out. And most commentators say, Guti, Team Ineos, his team should have told him, no, he must continue to show his professionalism by just being there, even though there was no chance of him winning because he was behind like by two, I think even by 10, 10 minutes. So there was no way he was going to be able to defend his, his title. It started with him pulling out and then Lopez, winning a stage in an incredible climb but then losing it now and he's losing his podium position but it was an incredible incredible tour de france with mark Hershey winning some winning a, a stage in a way that is Incredible. He took, he broke away like, Usalel, like 30 Ks. That's a long time. And then he rode away and beat everyone to win. It was an incredible Tour de France. So the tour is over. Tomorrow, riders will ride to Paris on the Champs Elysees. The winner will actually have a glass of champagne uh-huh. 
while he's riding. Serious? Yes. He will have a glass of champagne going to the finish. <laughs> no, I remember now the tour is basically over. Only the sprinters now will fight for the stage win of tomorrow. Obviously, Pugacha will not let U the the second guy U U U, U Roglic yeah. go go in front because remember this stage is for sprinters. Remember sprinter, if we sprint, remember sprinting. Everyone will be in a bunch in a peloton. No, eh, a peloton. It's a group. Oh. Everyone will be in a group because no one will leave. Remember, most of the times, the only time where you will leave runners behind, professional runners, is on a climb. Get it? On a flat, yeah. it's not going to be easy to leave someone behind. Yeah. So there's no way the leader of tonight's a time trial will let anyone have a pambi okay. because it's a flat surface there's no way so the winner of today's time trial is the winner of the tour get it so tomorrow we'll see the sprinters sprinting kuma by up you see so tomorrow we'll see people with the wine glasses having fun enjoying themselves and then Roglich is heartbroken no one really thought Guti he's going to lose the tour like that a 57 second advantage only a time trial left should have done it for him but Pogacar's heart and power, dedication, and his useful exuberance showed up and he powered through. I really feel sorry for Oroklej because he did everything. Like for the past three weeks, Everything was planned out. Everything was planned out. This is going to be his tour. Before the tour, before everything, he, in five, five years ago, Horoklich mm-hmm. wrote that in five years, he will win the Tour de France. And it was there, but... No, no, no. Yes, the, the second guy. He's now in second place. It was one of the most heartbreaking events that you can ever think of. Sports has been incredible in the last 
few weeks. Firstly, it was Barcelona losing 8-2 to Bayern Munich. And then it was Mamelodi Sundowns peeping Chiefs after Chiefs were on top for 13 months. So sports has been an incredible, incredible situation. Has seen an incredible situation in the past couple of weeks. Why do you think that is the case? Um. It's, it's both the, I think, COVID has contributed a lot. Remember, there were no, when Barcelona lost to Bayern Munich, there were no spectators, no fans, no. And Barcelona is used to big crowds. It's used to big crowds, like uh, the no camp has a 98,000 capacity. 98,000. So it's one of the biggest, I think it's the biggest stadium, soccer stadium in, in, in Europe. So it's, it did not have that. And again, I think Messi was not uh, motivated enough. And, and then again, the board of Barcelona is not willing or able to spot real talent. So that's why I think they struggle so much. And then Keza Chiefs just did not play well. They played what now they call it or aeroplane football. Ball in the air. Always. They pump it forward and hope and hope for the best. Pump it forward and hope for the best. And it was going to catch up on them and it caught up with them in at a very bad time. It's not like a Sundowns played any better. Mm. They didn't. They actually, this is, was their worst play. Yeah, Sundowns. And funny thing is, they've got a treble. They won all the cups that were available. But they were actually, this is their worst ever season in terms of play they did not have the cohesion that you normally associate with it with sundowns they did not have Klompom Kekana was not the player we know him to be he was not as powerful he was not as incisive he did not I can't remember him scoring those uh, uh, bombing uh, Shorts that he normally does. Mshishi was not as bad, but still he did not shine as much as I thought 
he could be. And then Chiefs did not, and the, all the teams did not take advantage of it. And I'm happy that Sundowns did, actually, because it goes to show that South African soccer needs some really, it needs to, some intro, 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 introspection. Because it looks like the standards of South African soccer are, ev- are falling even further behind. Yeah. The standards are really bad when you compare to other African countries. And we should be up there. Do you know what the PSL? Mm -hmm. It's around number 15 as the richest federation in the whole world. We're talking about all the others. We're talking about Spanish. We're talking about English Premier League. 15th richest. I'm telling you. So, it should, it should be producing top, top, top players. Uh, it's the standard that we are producing and and it's not getting better. If we have a top goal scorer with 13 goals, we are not going anywhere. So I'm hopeful that one day will be much better. Fifteen. Number 15. But then again, that's South Africa for you. But maybe now that Kevin Hart has taken over Kaiser Chiefs, mm. things he might... He's a good coach. He is. He has won a couple of league titles with Supersport United. And and some cup games. And he has been given the mandate to win the Champions League. What do you think is wrong with South African soccer? No, I think the big big headedness of some players when they arrive, they think when they are in this in these teams, they are. They are untouchable. Mm-hmm. They can't improve. And if you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, he's trying to improve every game that he plays. He trains. He trains every day. Like three times a day. 
Have you seen his uh, Instagram post? I've heard about it. In a, in a lockdown, he was even he started giving a challenge. Yes. Mm. He was starting a challenge where even Casta Simone joined, where they were doing sit-ups, like, who can do as how many sit-ups? He was doing like a thousand sit-ups. Our players look, it seems like they don't, they don't take fitness seriously. They think if you can do a few samayas and few shibobos, you are fine. But you have to perfect your art. You have to practice like it has to become the second nature. But they say, ah, because because, ah, you are naturally talented, there's no need. So it shows, Guti, there's still more that needs to be done to instill that toughness, Guti. You need to be tough. You need to be as tough as nail to be able to produce the standard of uh, football that the likes of Ron, Cristiano Ronaldo are producing in the in the world. Oh, thank you. That's our end of our first podcast. <laughs>